Ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory of ideas? More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. Let's talk politics now with longtime Memphis, uh, Memphis uh, Democratic Congressman Steve Cohen. Congressman Cohen, it's been a long time since I heard your voice, sir. Good to have you on this program. How are you today? I'm good, Tavis. Always good to be with you. You're a star of uh, many, many years, and I uh, appreciate your work. I am. I, I do yours, man. Good to be in dialogue with you once again. Let me just start with this, uh, a broad question here. I just had a spirited conversation uh, with Ralph Nader. Uh, and, and Ralph Nader, um, at, at almost 90, is as sharp as ever. Uh, I said to him, Ralph, uh, for 20-plus years, people have blamed you. For George W. Bush being president, had you not been in that race, Al Gore might have defeated George Bush. We talked about that, of course, and a number of other things. But he made a strong point in that conversation that I want to get your take on as a lifelong Democrat. His question was, uh, and not at all rhetorically, is why Democrats can't landslide the worst candidate, the worst president in the history of this republic. Why is this race so close what are Democrats not seeing when they look in the mirror? If you can't landslide Donald Trump, you got a problem. How would you respond to that? We've got an unbelievable division in our country, politically. And the people that support Trump in general, not all of them, but a great deal of them, mm-hmm. are poorly educated, they're racist, they're anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. They are people that have not gotten out of their little hollers or bergs or whatever and uh, they are fearful of blacks getting more opportunities uh, to participate in business and government and society they hate uh, diversity inclusion and and, uh, uh, equity because they think that uh, it it promotes people based on their race and takes jobs away from them and or white people because a lot of them they wouldn't get the jobs anyway these people but other caucasians Mm -hmm. and they they don't like and fear the idea of whites not being the majority in this country in the future. So they don't like immigration. All this stuff about the Democrats bringing in uh, the immigrants into the country because they're going to be voters. I know in my district the Hispanics don't vote very well. Mm-hmm. They may vote well in Florida. They may vote well in Texas. But the ones that have just immigrated into the country usually kind of hang, hang low for a while. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just... There's a lot of paranoia out there in those people, and they 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 like Trump being angry and mean and uh, saying nasty things to women and to people in general because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're talking about a society that doesn't know what's woke because they don't even know how, to, how a lot of them how to treat people with with uh, respect. But there's a big division, mm-hmm. and 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 we have a we have a, we have in the Democrats we've got a lot of people in our coalition, and then the people. Uh, who the, the Trump world? I've seen them on. They've attacked me on different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they they are poorly educated, but they are insular. They and they do not like you know given given African Americans opportunity. Yeah. They don't like Jews. They 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 think Jews are taking over the world. Have too much power. Uh, they don't want immigrants. You know, and it's, it's just so there's not much we can do about that. I, We're going to be for immigration. I was just about to ask that question, so you, I'm, I'm glad you went there. As you describe the problem, and I'm not sure I disagree with you, but as you describe the problem, it almost sounds to me as if there is nothing 
that can be done about that. Dr. King famously said that you can't legislate morality. So if that's how these people feel, if they are insular, to use your word, if they continue to turn more and more, how might I put it, more nativist every single day, looking inward and blaming everybody else on the outside, if that is the frame that we are in, it almost sounds to me that this is an intractable, this division that is, is an intractable issue and there's nothing that can be done about it? Just generations. You got to have generations go on, and to have more exposure to, to different people, and, and 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 you don't get that in rural areas. A lot of rural areas, are people have been there for years, they they're connected to the land, mm-hmm. they farm, and that's important and good. But but they don't get out and see other people, and it's going to take a long time. I mean, I've I've seen my life, and we've had problems. We had problems in Memphis, and we still got problems in Memphis with the race. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and you got them all over the country. Yep. Let, just, uh, let me ask. Let me ask you a question about you. You've been a longtime congressman, as I said, from Memphis. I've I've been honored to know you for a couple of decades now, maybe longer. Um, but uh, there've been a number of politics over the last year uh, that we have been watching, specifically in the state of Tennessee, that doesn't put your your state in such a nice, such a good light. We all recall the drama regarding the two Justins, of course, in the state house. Uh, we we know uh, and have discussed uh, uh, many 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 times the the murder of uh, Tyree Nichols at the hands of Memphis police. I mean, Memphis and the state of Tennessee has not looked so good. I mean, I, I Florida. I'm, I'm not going to call you a Florida just yet. Uh, Florida is always fraught with drama. It seems every time there's a crazy story politically, it comes out of the state of Florida. Of course, that is the home of Donald Trump. It is home of Ron DeSantis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but what say you about your state? It ain't been looking so good lately in, in, the, in, in, in the frame that we see you in. Tennessee is a very conservative state. A lot of people moved to Tennessee to retire particularly in East, East, East Tennessee because of the fact we don't have any income tax, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty country there, and people do like to retire there, and they've brought people that are conservative and, 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 and predominantly white uh, to those parts of the state. But the, the people that live there, we used to support Democrats in the rural areas in West Tennessee, in particular Middle Tennessee, don't do it anymore, and they just vote Republican. We've got a house that's got, I think, 27 Democrats. It used to be when I was served, and I served 24 years in, this, in the Tennessee Senate, mm-hmm. the House was always majority Democrat. And the, and the Senate was majority Democrat as well, which means 17 at a minimum. Now there are five Democratic senators mm-hmm. in the whole state. The governor is very conservative. Uh, he, he didn't spend some TANF monies he got. That goes to help people and children. And uh, he didn't didn't spend them. Mm-hmm. And he, he, had, he, tried, he was a, going to refuse monies for school lunches. He did at the last minute, except that some states have turned it down. Uh, we've got one of the worst uh, records on gun laws. We've got, we've got open carry. I saw Missouri was rated 48th worst on gun laws. I figured Tennessee probably was 47 or 49. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we do every, everything the gun people want, we do, and then we wonder why do we have crime. But we've got open carry in, 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 in Tennessee, and uh, they would not do anything, even after the shootings at the church in, in Nashville mm-hmm. where these people were killed, including a, a woman who was best friends or good friends with the governor's wife. They couldn't pass any legislation at all. The red flag law was, you might as well have been talking about putting a hammer and sickle on the flag. Mm. They wouldn't touch a red flag law. And those are the kind of things you need to have. So Tennessee's got some, some really conservative values, and, can, and beyond conservative, they're, they're MAGA values. These people go to the, to the to, they're, they're trying to take powers away from the cities because the cities are mostly Democrat. Memphis uh, would like to have not have open carry, mm-hmm. 
but it's a state law, and they won't allow Memphis to, to deal with that issue. We've had other issues on, on, on ranked choice voting. They then made passed a law that said no city could or county could have ranked choice voting on, on their own decision. Was that to be a state decision? Why they're afraid of ranked choice voting? I don't know, but they are. Uh, and there've been other things. Well, we were fortunate to get the statues taken out of Memphis, the Forest uh, Nathan Bedford Forest statue, because it was it was supposed to be up to a state. Uh, authority that had been established to determine about uh, statues and whether they could be removed or not in the city made mm-hmm. it a state decision, not a local decision. Yeah. So we, we we've got no. we go we go to the bottom on a lot of things, and we got a lot of crime, and we got a lot of crime in our in our city, and that's something we've got to be concerned about. No, we've seen some strange politics uh, in Tennessee of late. So I thought I'd give you an opportunity to kind of sound off on that. When we come forward uh, from Memphis, I go straight to Washington, uh, where you of course serve representing uh, Memphis. Uh, there have been a number of issues on the hill over the last couple of days. I want to get your uh, your take on, including the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and a few other things that I want to talk to Congressman Steve Cohen about when we come forward. Hope, agency, dignity. This is Tavis Smiley. Can you dig it? Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiley. Smiley. That's who. The conversation continues right now. It does indeed with Memphis Congressman Steve Cohen, who I'm honored to have on this program. So how am I to read what these Republicans tried to do the first time, failed, came back a second time and did it successfully, albeit by one vote? This impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, what is that about? Well, they, they want to use the border crisis as an issue in the, in the, in the, in the election, and Trump wants to use it. Of course, he was going to have a wall, you know, that Mexico mm-hmm. was going to pay for. But that's one of his issues. And they don't want to, they, they didn't want to accept the Senate bill, which was a, a, a good bill and probably the, the toughest bill has ever been uh, close to passage in the United States history. And they didn't want to pass it because they don't want to deal with the issue. They don't want to deal with the problem. They want to deal with the issue and keep it alive. So Mayorkas was a symbol, but uh, in, in, impeaching him, they're like saying, Mayorkas, who was Biden's appointee, didn't do a good job. He didn't follow the law. He didn't keep these people out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, there's no basis whatsoever. Even the most conservative Republican uh, lawyers, like Jonathan Turley, said there's nothing here on to, to be an impeachable offense. There's no high crime and misdemeanor, treason, high crimes and misdemeanors. There was no basis in law or the Constitution whatsoever for what they did. Um, Mayorkas is, is a decent, honorable man. He's worked hard at his job and is, and is in and it's doing what he can with the monies he's got, and they need more. They need more border officers. They need more asylum uh, judges, and they, and they need more, more capacity. They need a lot more money. That was in that bill. They didn't care about the bill. They they care about the, the appearance. And of course, Mayorkas won't be impeached by the uh, won't be convicted in the Senate. No way. Yeah. I hope they can. Wish they could find a way just to not even have it because they got. Uh, There'd just be a show over there too. Mark yeah, Taylor just, Green's one of their impeachment managers. Yeah, I was, I was just re- I was just reading. For, I was just reading today before I came on the air that um, uh, Chuck Schumer has basically said they're going to dispense of this pretty quickly. Um, I don't know exactly what that means, uh, but to your point, it's not going to get uh, uh, full throttle, or nowhere near it in the United States Senate. So no matter what the House did, uh, Chuck Schumer apparently, uh, Congressman Cohen, isn't going to even take it seriously in, on the Senate side. Well, they shouldn't. If there was such a thing as a motion for a summary judgment and impeachment, then I'll be. Asked for and granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if if that happens, then you're right. It, it will go away rather quickly. Um, I'm watching my clock here. Let me do this. Uh, when we come forward in our remaining moments, I want to talk to you about um, uh, your vote specifically 
uh, on aid to Israel. Um, as you know, we've been talking for, for days, weeks now, about aid to Israel and aid to Ukraine and whether or not it ought to go forward. Uh, and I had an interesting conversation, actually a very spirited conversation yesterday. I want to just tell you where I want to go when we come forward, Congressman Cohen, and get your response. Uh, and what came out of that conversation yesterday about um, uh, Israel going into uh, Rafah, even though Joe Biden and everybody in the whole world basically said, don't do it. They went anyway, uh, and now they're there. Uh, and the question that was posed on this program yesterday is why we keep telling BB Netanyahu not to do X, Y, or Z. Every time we say don't do something, he does it, and yet we keep sending him weapons. Your thoughts about that when we come forward on Tavis Smile. What's your quarrel with the world? You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smart talk for curious people just like you. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Congressman Steve Cohen out of Memphis uh, as we wrap up this uh, half hour talking politics. i got about four minutes left, Congressman uh, Cohen. I'll give it to you. Um, two questions. What is your position on aid to Israel, number one? Uh, and number two, how do you respond to those who ask the question, why we keep telling Bibi not to do, Bibi Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, we say don't do this. We're concerned about civilian life. Don't go there, Bibi. Don't do this. He, he, every time we tell him something, he, he, he pushes past it anyway. And yet we keep sending aid. We keep sending weapons to Israel for him to do what we tell him not to do. Your thoughts. I've never been a fan of Netanyahu's from the time I met him mm -hmm. 18 years ago. He came to speak to Congress uh, when Trump was president and, uh, no, excuse me, Obama was president. And, and, and the speaker invited him to speak, and he came to speak to Congress without having talked to the president. I did not attend that speech because mm -hmm. I didn't like him and I didn't like the process. Uh, he's, he's a lot like Trump in the way he deals with issues and the way he deals with government and the way he violates the law and is kind of tr trying to get reelected to keep himself out of jail. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like that now at all. But the Israeli people, I have great love for and for the country and its purpose. Uh, what happened on October 7th was Hamas breaking what had been a ceasefire for the fourth or fifth time, uh, uh, causing a war with Israel, going in and killing 1,200 Israeli citizens, uh, kidnapping 240 others, uh, committing rapes and uh, all kind of horrific acts uh, on people there, almost all women, but even even a man or two, as I understand it. But uh, women that were definitely mistreated and raped. And uh, and they've said since they will do it again. If given the opportunity, they will do it again. They'll be October 7th again and again and again. It's in their charter of Hamas to eliminate Israel. That means when they say from the river to the sea, that means that area is all going to be Palestine, not Israel. They want to get rid of Israel, and they just as soon kill every Jew in the world. So I can see why Netanyahu wants to get rid of Hamas and why the United States wants to help him get rid of Hamas, because Hamas is not dealing with the Palestinian people in good faith. They they hide among the Palestinians, use them as shields in, 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 the, in the area for the, during the war. Uh, they're down in tunnels with plenty of food, plenty of water, medicine. Uh, in tunnels and safe from the bombs, they don't invite any of the Palestinians down there to, for, for safety or for food or for water. They're looking out for themselves, and their purpose was and is to build this fortress to, uh, and, and have it for, for a way to take Israel out. It's not to make Gaza a hospitable and nice community where Palestinians can have opportunity and their children can have opportunity. It's terrible that we have to deal with that Nayu. He will not win the next election. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. the election has to be called. He'll be voted out. Uh, and, you know, I, I, it, it, it's a real conundrum because mm -hmm. you feel terrible for the people in 
Gaza who have died, the people who have been injured, lost limbs and whatever, lots of children, which is more emotional, but it's human beings are human beings. And it's terrible, and I think the that while that's part of war, it's they, they, they may not have been as tactical and as precise as they could have been. But it's a small, small area. There are Hamas people they've cited in different areas. Like today, I think they went into a hospital in Rafah. Mm-hmm. They say, the IDF says that there was a, uh, they were hiding hostages there and that there were Hamas individuals in the hospital. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Up, up at the hospital, and the largest hospital, I think it's Al-Sharif, they, they did find tunnels underneath the hospital. They found a, a, a hostage that they rescued from there. Uh, they had proof that there were other hostages taken in there and that there were weapons at, at that hospital. So yeah. part of what the Israel said has been proven, part of it is not. Uh, it's a, that, just a terrible situation. And no, Hamas it, could, could surrender. Yeah. Or Hamas could surrender and everything would be fine. It is a terrible situation. I just don't see how any of this, I see how none of this gets us closer to a ceasefire, number one. Uh, and number two, um, a huge story out earlier this week um, that uh, for all that Israel has done, while they've made a dent uh, in Hamas's uh, uh, capabilities, they come nowhere near wiping out Hamas. Uh, take that for what it's worth. We'll leave it there for now. Congressman Steve Cohen, good to have you on this program. All the best to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Good take to, care, Tavis. Good to Bye-bye. have you on. When we come up, uh, forward in our next hour, uh, as promised, the conversation about cussing. What's up with all the cussing? Uh, a fascinating conversation that you don't want to miss when we come forward on Tavis Smile.